0: Hello Charlie.
1: How are you George?
0: I'm very well, very well, not too bad. How are you?
1: I am very well, I've got a cup of tea, I've just had some biscuits. I I realise I've forgotten to ask you this, are you a dunker? A biscuit dunker? Mm.
0: Yeah, I think you could always assume that somebody's a dunker unless they say otherwise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know whether that's, is that fair on society? I don't know, but yeah, now I'm, I'm a dunker. <laughs>
1: i think that that is how we should always move uh go as we move forward is just always presume someone's a dunker unless stated otherwise no because yeah. i was dunking my uh my rich teas and i was really really enjoying it and i was just mm. thinking oh, what if somebody didn't like to dunk
0: no absolutely no love it I love the sogginess <laughs> and the slightly if it's, you've got a chocolate biscuit where you got that slightly melted chocolate as well
1: yeah. oh yes Sometimes I just dunk uh, chocolate itself so that it gets all melty.
0: Yep, same, same. Yeah, Mm. anything. I'll dunk anything. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is Archers and Tea, the podcast where George and I discuss the latest week's episodes of The Archers. Normally, we'd be discussing this in person because we're pals, but because of lockdown, we haven't been able to meet up, so we decided to record our Uh, chats and dissections about the archers and let you join in on them so grab a cup of tea grab a biscuit I assume you're dunking it and uh and relax for about an hour enjoy
0: so Monday let's start with Monday where else is there to start indeed and I I got the feeling as soon as I started hearing this (laughs) I thought now Charlie's going to enjoy this week (laughs)
1: so much
0: (laughs) because we had Lillian
1: Oh, we had Lillian. I was so happy. It just starts with her going, (laughs) you know, I just love her noises, her laughs. Um, And it was full on Lillian. She was being really naughty. She's walking Ruby off the lead and showing off about how much weight Amir and Aziz have lost. And apparently Ruby as well. And she's like, oh, (laughs) I just, oh. I think she's excellent. I also think that the actor was just really good at making everything sound so natural.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 It could so easily become a caricature, couldn't it? Mm. Um, and I think it sort of. It. It. Yes. It stays the right side of that. That line. Mm,
1: definitely.
0: <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Very funny. Yes, because she. Because yes, she was sort of aghast at one point to be told that Amir and Aziz were overweight um by Yakub, and uh, and I think sort of took a dislike to Yakub because of that. Um, yes. But, uh, but yes, I think at least eventually sort of accepted that they needed to lose a bit of weight. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been doing like exercise and things, which you hear a little bit later on in the week, don't we? No, oh, yeah, we do. But uh, but yes, no, it was quite, it was, I just thought, ah, oh, yes, this is excellent, excellent Lillian material.
1: Excellent Lillian material. and uh, But she's not feeling so trim. So she's got her horses and her dog are so losing weight. And you're right, she was so... Indignant about it when she first got told, and it was Schuler I think also mentioned it to her. But yes. then she had a big U turn, didn't she? And she'd heard everything from Jacob eventually, and she'd come around yes, to the right. idea. Then yeah. she was like a, a zealot; she was such a convert. Yeah, um, right. And now, but it's now it's her. She's not feeling so trim. I mean, I'm sure she's looking fine, but she is feeling the pressure because Justin has taken to the kitchen in lockdown. Yet. like many
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds like he sort of um his tastes in food seem very rich very rich mm. taste in food and uh and uh therefore he's kind of cooking all these kind of like fat, you know beautifully presumably delicious creamy foods and
1: and fatty mm. foods
0: and uh, i think it's getting a little bit much for lillian
1: yeah they sound a little uh you're right heavy and and, and maybe even a touch stodgy, but, mm. but in a good way, you know, it's obviously mm. intentional. It sounds like he's quite a good cook. Yeah, he's obviously, you know, he's obviously throwing himself into it. Mm. which is really impressive. And I think I just sort of recognised in this because I was like, oh, yeah, sort of a person who is quite used to having um, maybe quite a challenging, busy day job that, that Justin does, you know, running Damara, I think, and all that kind of thing. He's a busy, busy businessman as I would say, and mm-hmm. now he's completely a loose end. And it reminds me of my dad um, in lockdown. I mean, my dad actually had just retired before lockdown anyway, so he had started to get used to it. But he suddenly just turned to, to baking. This is a man who, in his 60-plus years, had never once made a birthday cake in his life. <laughs> I know. And then he's suddenly making a cake for his wife he's made bread sourdough bread the other the other week he made bagels wow
0: I've never made bagels <laughs> I know so
1: it's so impressive and he sent me these pictures all seeded and he was telling me how, how he had to boil them so I got him um a Paul Hollywood book for his birthday um, <laughs> but it really I just thought oh it's really funny that Justin is it's it's a very classic thing evidently that this sort of people who are used to being quite busy, maybe business and stuff. Mm. Um, a great direction for all that energy seems to be in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, they've really kind of picked on, picked up on, throughout these weeks, kind of the different things that people are going through in their lockdown. Uh, you know, we've mm. sort of seen, seen the ways that different people are coping. And I think this is, we've got an example here where, um, kind of as soon as we start hearing Justin's thoughts, you kind of feel like they are just... Getting at each other and getting on each other's nerves to a certain extent, um, yeah. and uh, and yes, yes, Justin's cre- clearly struggling, not having any work to do, um, and there's a there's a, a moment where he he finds a note that um, oh, that yeah. Lillian has left for him, <laughs> and he's not happy about that at all, uh, <laughs> and mutters something about, oh, Miranda was a note taker, I know, or the writer or something, and uh, and yeah, which uh, which. Then that's his ex wife, you think. Blimey, that's uh that's pretty full on to be sort of suddenly comparing your um p- comparing your partner to, to your ex wife because of the fact that she leaves notes. I, I know notes quite, it's quite nice to receive a note sometimes.
1: <laughs> and also because um, you know, Lillian her obviously it's a bit of an Aldridge, not an Aldridge thing, a Lillian and Jennifer thing, that uh, she uses the word darling quite a lot. Oh yes uh you know she weaponized that quite well but I thought (laughs) I thought the note was quite nice and it was left with a present but it's interesting isn't it because I wondered whether this was a signal for anything deeper and I I suspect it it isn't listening to the rest of the week's episodes but this mention of Miranda was a note writer that's that's the wife that he cheated on with Lillian and he actually left her for Lillian So I thought, oh, because I really like Justin and Lillian as a couple. I think they're quite well suited and they're very funny and they always provide lots of um, sort of good story. Um, But I thought, oh, maybe the archers are going down a route where there's a bit of trouble in this paradise, but maybe not on this level, maybe not on that sort of Miranda level.
0: I think it's just that natural sort of lockdown uh, thing where you know there's little things that, I don't know, that they love about each other that Mm. then become a bit intense when it's kind of, when it's all, all, all the time Mm. (laughs) and not getting away from it. Yeah. I like that uh, Lillian has (laughs) decided that she's going to, to revamp Justin's uh, wardrobe somewhat (laughs) and has bought him this kind of (laughs) velour tracksuit thing, which he... He completely dismisses. There's no way he's ever going to wear it. This purple, whatever it is, matching tracksuit, as he describes it. Apparently it's burgundy, not mm. actually purple. Well um, oh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I, I, think, I think Lillian would probably have known that it wasn't going to be, you know, Justin wasn't going to jump at the opportunity to wear it, but she's bought it anyway.
1: <laughs> I know. I really enjoy that about Lillian. She's so cheeky. She's so cheeky, but also it. it this tracksuit fell into a category for me. Alongside the orange car, because I just really want to see the tracksuit.
0: Mm. Yeah, I really absolutely. want to, I want to
1: see it. I want to see them in it.
0: I could just picture it laying on the bed, waiting for him, <laughs> and him just saying, <laughs> yeah. "Well,
1: I love it." I mean, I think there is a, a tent if you're lucky enough to have any um, disposable income. You, there is you also your
0: tracksuit. <laughs> if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you lucky to enough to have enough. a villa. <laughs>
1: If you're lucky enough to have a bit of disposable income, I actually think the lockdown can be quite dangerous because one of a part, sort of a a classic pastime can be online window shopping. Mm. But online window shopping more easily turns into online shopping, I think, than regular window shopping (laughs) turns into regular shopping because it's just like a click of a button.
0: Yes, there's no sort of going up to the checkout and, and handing over your money or kind of exactly. putting your card in. a couple of buttons and then it's, uh, it's on, it's whizzing its way to your to your front door. <laughs>
1: and then it's exciting, isn't it? Because it's exciting to get posts. So I've just got this, this sort of image of, of uh, Lillian sitting going, ooh, yes, this is a fantastic idea. <laughs> um, and then we find out that she's got herself a, a, her own, so they've got a, a set.
0: That's yeah, fabulous.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. I think you're right as well. The point you made about, you know, couples and people who live together, the strain that the lockdown can put on on people, it, it's very real. I mean, it might not be the end of the world in the long run, but it it's definitely real, isn't it? it? It can be hard for someone like Justin, who identifies so much with work, and it's part of his being, that he's on a far more cranky... He's in a far more cranky place. I... You know, I mean, we both can can identify with that. You know, we both love working and our jobs, and mm. but I think because I'm, you know, we're actors, we're a bit more used to not being able to do it all the time. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's You're quite totally a be. common theme. Yes, you go through the periods of not being able to work, and uh, and Justin's just not used to it, is he?
1: No, not yeah. at all.
0: I think also that I think one of the reasons that Justin and Lillian are such a good fit is that they're kind of both so independent <laughs> they're mm. kind of quite happy on their own for for swathes of the day and and I think Lillian's really enjoyed her uh you know taking on some uh responsibility at the bull and and uh things like that but yeah oh yes on top of each other it feels a little bit <laughs> a little bit much I think
1: mm. oh yeah and we get into this later but she um She's really getting into the box sets. And again, I'm kind of jealous of Lillian. She's just without shame. She's just like, I want to sit down and watch a load of TV that I've been intending to watch. And if I tried to do that, I know that there'd be this part, of my brain, part of my brain that says, you're being lazy or you're you're wasting your time, that kind of thing. And I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much. So I, I ration myself, my TV, but actually, maybe we should just all embrace it. Well, I think it's...
0: Yeah, especially at the start. I, I kind of felt like you were doing your bit just by sitting down and watching the television. Like, you know, by not going <laughs> outside, you know, you're kind of keeping, keeping people safe. So, yeah. That's very that. true.
1: That's I, um, a very good
0: point. I did have a little wondering about what the box sets were that Lillian was, uh, had mm. lined up. I was quite intrigued about that. I didn't know whether, is she a Game of Thrones gal? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think she might quite enjoy the naughtiness and the violence and the, <laughs> and the nudity of it. Yeah. Um, I think
1: she would. I think she'd also quite like Killing Eve.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think she'd yeah, like, yeah. I think she'd enjoy Killing Eve and then Mum.
0: Okay, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see her watching all these. Basically, all the things I watch. <laughs> yes, you just identify. <laughs> I really identify with Lillian. I, or I'd like to be more like Lillian, so maybe that's it. Um, but then what was it? oh yeah, so Justin gets this this is a really small moment, but it, I just enjoy these little incidental things that they write in. Uh, Justin gets his note, and he's texting Lillian and he and he deliberates as to which emoji to use
0: <laughs> and describing them as quite funny
1: hmm. no
0: too much teeth, too much teeth, yeah. in smile. <laughs>
1: smiley yeah. faith with teeth no that's too teethy <laughs> uh, and it's again it maybe i mean my dad is much nicer than justin fyi but it, it's a thing that my dad is is a big he's big into emojis
0: mm.
1: and yeah. i remember when he first like discovered them i get entire text messages just <laughs> of <automotive laughs> emojis <laughs> oh i really enjoy it He's hankering up, Justin, not my dad, is hankering after some <laughs> politics even to handle. So he goes to Barrow, where, where the pigs are, but apparently Neil escorts him off the premises and he's thinking, oh, if only Hannah were here to kind of stir the pot and I had something to do, which is yeah. really interesting because in previous episodes, I thought, gosh, what a nightmare for Justin to have to keep dealing with Hannah and Neil. But yeah. it turns out he thrives on this kind of yeah, thing.
0: He loves it. Yeah, totally. He, Yeah, that's his jam, isn't it? He just... Uh, yeah, give me a bit of give me a bit of a uh, bit of arguments to kind of mediate, um, mm. and he's on for that. But um, yeah, he's just kind of got itchy feet, hasn't he? He doesn't really know yeah. where to go, what to do, and uh, and despite that, the fact that he doesn't really know what to do, he does not <laughs> want to mow the lawn. <laughs> and, uh, when Lillian suggests that, oh yeah, don't worry, don't worry, I'll cook tonight, and maybe you can mow the lawn because that needs lo- needs mowing. Um, I don't quite know why he's so against mowing the lawn. I quite enjoy mowing the lawn. Do you? I do. Absolutely. That's really satisfying about mowing the lawn. If I could be, you know, at some point in my later years, be a cricket groundsman where all I have to do is mow the lawn and roll it and prepare it for a a cricket test match. (laughs) I'd be perfectly happy. I'd see in my retirement very happily like that.
1: (laughs) George, what an insight into your brain.
0: It's very calming. It's very kind of like, and you've got to do this line, and then you turn, and now you come back the other way. If you slightly overlap, to make sure you haven't missed anything, and I don't know, it's quite mathematical, logical. I like
1: it. (laughs) Oh yeah, and I suppose because you know you can achieve the thing, yes, and you you quite quickly you set out to to do a task, and you see the result, and you achieve the Mm. thing, and then you'd you probably get to go to all the matches, wouldn't you? And you'd be able to be like, well, they're playing on the the green that I mowed. Those lines are all mine.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But then you do get blamed if anything, you know, it's a bad pitch. Then it's your fault.
1: uh... Oh, is it? Oh, I see. See, there is still some, still some uh, drama there to be had. (laughs) Even there, yeah. Um, but he, I mean, look, he's really lucky. Obviously, like he's a well-off man. He's got lots of nice things, a partner, and a pet. But he can't seem to relax at all. And and you're right. He he's obviously annoyed that he can't cook. But Lillian's done that on purpose because she doesn't want to have such. So it's just a sort of heavy meal. Um, and then and then he's annoyed with mowing the lawn. And, but Lillian has embraced the tracksuit. And she comes out with an absolute corker. She says, I don't know why Justin has a problem with this tracksuit. It's like walking around in a soft naan bread. <laughs> a soft naan
0: bread is such a, an odd but apt description. I don't know. I couldn't quite...
1: But it is perfect, isn't it? I was like, "What a bizarre way of describing it." And then at the same time, I was like, mmm, "I want to get into it inside a soft naan bread." <laughs> um, but she also calls she also calls Justin a grumple stilt skin, which uh, which really made me laugh because my dad again my dad is very present in this episode. He always used to call me grumple Stiltskin when I was a kid. Really? now I was quite um yeah, because I'm quite small, and I was a particularly small child in comparison to other children. I grew a bit in my teens, but. Mm. And I used to be all like going, <laughs> going around doing things, and uh, getting grumpy. So he'd call me Rumpelstiltskin. But
0: um, was Rumpelstiltskin? What was the story behind Rumpelstiltskin? Was he the one that oh, you had to guess? Someone had to guess his
1: name or something. Is that right? That's it. So right, there's a princess yeah. in um in a in like a prison, and um, she has to to sew like a load of like sort a load of hay or whatever, hmm. fill the room with something. Every day, and she can't get it done in time, so she she makes a deal with Rumplestiltskin. Oh, she has to
0: fill it with something, doesn't she? She has to
1: fill it with something. Yes, yeah, and then right. I can't remember what it was. And then Rumplestiltskin's deal is like, okay, in three, I'll do it for you, but I get to keep your firstborn child. <laughs> She's so dark. And yeah. then, unless you can uh, come up with my name, and then one night she overhears him because he's quite um, cocky. He's dancing round fire, singing his own name out loud.
0: Aha, uh-huh. Got you.
1: Yeah, I'm Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> it's really then the
0: funny. thing that they, she successfully fills the room with is light, isn't it? Is, is it that right?
1: Ah, uh, no. I that mean, one that... am I making that up?
0: Oh, maybe I'm That up. is a thing
1: in the Bible.
0: Oh, okay. I thought that he, there was something. That, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm misremembering the story. Somebody, so, <laughs> we'll have to look it up after.
1: Yeah, we'll look it up. Someone let us know. Yeah. It'll be the beginning of the next episode. It'll be like, mm-hmm. we have a public service announcement. We've got two <laughs> stories massively confused. We do apologise. Yes. Something about long hair. I'm sure she's
0: throwing long hair out of the window. Is that not? No, no. Different one, different one. No, that, <laughs> for goodness
1: sake. Oh, now you're
0: just being she's silly. She's asleep now. She's asleep and somebody's going <laughs> to kiss her and like, No, that's, no, damn
1: and then there are seven tiny other
0: rumblestiltskis. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So now shush. Now, <laughs> where are we?
0: So we we find out that Justin has been given a a notebook to leave to put together his family tree, which again he's grumpy about. He doesn't want to do that either. He's just so he's just he is in a real grump at the moment. And um, uh, George some... also
1: that is something I gave my dad. I can't. This is. <laughs> too much. I don't understand. Just call me Charlie Elliot.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's brilliant. So many parallels. So many parallels. 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 I don't know, a train track. Um, It's very weird. Very good. Um, Again, something that I think is quite, I think it's quite interesting. Like, you know, I've chatted to my grandma about, you know, my sort of you know, the generations before me, I think it's quite interesting, but he is not interested at all. We don't quite know why he's not interested at the moment. Um, but Lillian again, it's just, I was just desperate to get him to do something and just cheer up a little bit.
1: I know, but then she works out. Basically, we find out that she's she sorted the whole thing out because she knows that she can get him to do what she wants him to do by offering something she definitely knows that he doesn't want to do as an alternative. So, it's that. Do you remember back in, a couple of weeks ago? Pip needed to something from Justin or or, or Phoebe needed to get round Justin and they said yes, go and speak right. to Auntie Lillian. Yes.
0: It was to do with the uh, eco um the building that they were converting, wasn't it? Yes.
1: Mm. Um, And so Adam's like, well, go to Auntie Lillian because she's the only person that knows how to get around Justin. And so what she'd done was, in this episode, she's basically given him the option to go for a run with her in the (laughs) tracksuit.
0: Which, again, was a brilliant image.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, I kind of wish that happened. Or he gets to go and do stuff with his family tree. So she gets him... Obviously, he then chooses the family tree option and she gets to sit down and watch a box set in her soft naan bread.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed, and leave him, leave him starting on his family tree that he at first mm. is completely uninterested, but we shall see how he gets on with it later in the week. Indeed. So we move on to Tuesday, and um, and again we've got a happy Charlie because we've got Kate now. Um, Yay! And this this episode I really liked the start this episode because I thought it was really clever because we've got Kate teaching Jacob some yoga on presumably zoom um given that that's what everyone is using at the moment but maybe it's not i don't know maybe they've, they've gone old school and use skype mm. um
1: other online video platforms are available are available
0: we we <laughs> get, get uploaded up to the bbc we'll have to be very careful about that yeah um and uh and yes, but 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 obviously they can't have the conversation. So they we hear um, we hear Kate saying, "I'm just going to put you on mute," <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a great way of being like, right, okay, now we're just going to hear Kate's, you know, Kate's side of the conversation and then her thoughts. Um, mm. which, yeah, it was a nice bit of writing, I thought.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really clever, and I it's really funny because I remember when Jacob uh, first arrived. I remember when Jacob first arrived that I found him quite serious and a bit sort of dark. And I thought, oh, not sure I enjoy this character very much. And he's just going to be involved in some serious, dark storylines. But actually they, of course they've used it far more effectively that a character like that, who's quite serious and straight in his mm. manner, um, is perfect in comedy scenarios. He's the foil. yeah. yeah he's the absolutely. straight man. and uh, And so it works so brilliantly that he's doing this sort of online yoga session with, with Kate, because of course he has an issue with the with the, with the position being called downward facing dog, because <laughs> he's that a pet. <laughs> <laughs> he takes everything so literally. Well, which breed are we talking about? What kind of downward facing dog?
0: <laughs> and then when would a dog be in this position? A cat, maybe, but uh... yeah, no. <laughs> yeah so great. Yeah, I just think I think they're just such an interesting couple. I don't know. Mm. It's kind of they're just so so different. Um I' will sort of we'll hear hear a bit more about it was really nice about the kind of this the inner thoughts style of these episodes is that we do get to hear a little bit of of their 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 different brains because they've got such different brains his is so analytical and hers is so sort of I don't know how to describe it. Just all over the place. and brilliant and wonderful, but uh, but <laughs> it's not very Kate. analytical. <laughs> it's very yes, Kate.
1: exactly, exactly. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely a case of opposites attracts. Mm. Uh, opposites attract here, um, and then it gets, <laughs> George. It got saucy again, and I just I didn't know what to do. Yes, it was a little bit seriously
0: yes. saucy. I'd not quite uh, imagined um, Jacob's muscles before, but suddenly they we've got Kate there um describing them and uh, getting a little bit carried away with
1: herself yeah she certainly is she's yeah. uh, she's very distracted by his mm. well-toned muscles no i i was a bit shocked i wondered what direction this might be going in and of course they are they are in an early stage in their relationship so mm. it is it must be particularly disappointing not to be with each other um yes. Yes, I uh, imagine. yeah that must be, that must be difficult. But she's, so she's using this, uh, this thing with Jacob, this yoga session as a, as a rehearsal, isn't she, for her online teaching, because she thinks, she thinks she's fallen behind. Lucy, who works at Spiritual Home, has got on to the thing earlier than her. Um, and now she needs to find a niche and a USP for her yoga session. Yeah,
0: absolutely. She's sort of, you know, she thinks she's a better yoga teacher. Um, mm-hmm. what are they called yoga, te- yogi? Is that what it is? Is that a yoga feature?
1: Oh, I, I don't know, George. Oh,
0: I, uh, I don't really do yoga.
1: I'll have to ask my auntie. She's very good at, at yoga and she knows all yeah. about it. But I, I don't know.
0: So, uh, <laughs> I know I'm awful. I used to do it at drama school. and I I just struggle all the time. I'm just very Me too. Um, I don't know. I tried. I just never found it terribly relaxing in any way. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so she's sort of trying to find a way that she can do it because she sort of missed the boat. Now, did... I I I thought I heard this. And I didn't rewind to listen to it properly. Did she call her fat Lucy at one point?
1: Have she I... did. She did, didn't
0: she? Which was harsh.
1: <laughs> I I yeah. thought that was particularly unsisterly of her. Mm. And you know, there I'm sure there are many things about Lucy that are not pleasant or something. Or maybe you know, she feels a little betrayed. Yeah. But sort of on two levels, there's a problem because one, you know, she's. Making a comment about her appearance, but also she's as if it's a negative thing, you know. So, mm. yeah, what if yeah, yeah. what if she's curvy or fat? There's yeah. nothing negative about that. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was like, okay, oh, no, no, no. You see, this is where I get annoyed mm. with her. But then, I suppose yeah, it is accurate absolutely. to Kate's personality. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't like that bit.
0: Yeah, but we we kind of whiz over to to Jakob, and um, I, mm. I I just find him very funny because he's. He's sort of, um, he, again, sort of looking things to do. And he's reordered the wardrobe, you know, and I, you know, I, I've reordered my wardrobe as well. We've all kind of been through those reordering <laughs> stages, haven't we, of lockdown. Um, but then I thought it, it, was, it was kind of really sad, but also funny when he was, he just, he's just not very good at dealing with people. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether he doesn't need a kind of a medical label obviously, um, Mm. but I suspect that he's kind of on the autistic spectrum. Um, I don't Mm. think he's ever been specifically said, um, but I think because of that, he 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 has got a very analytical brain. He's kind of fantastic, and that's probably what makes him such a brilliant, brilliant vet. Um, But he's often not brilliant at um, kind of assessing people's emotions and feelings um, and how what he might say might affect them. So when a child rings him and says that her pony's got a little limp, he, he suggests that it may well be she's got something that means the pony is now going to die, um, <laughs> which which for that that poor little girl is obviously very upset. Um, but he kind of he has not anticipated that that might be upsetting for a uh, <laughs> I'm kind of picturing a nine year old child or something. I don't know whether that's um, but yeah, yes, I think that's quite not, good. I, it was very funny. It was kind of very but funny in yeah. a dark way. <laughs>
1: You can also you can also slightly imagine her parents have gone, Okay, so your pony's got a limp. Why don't you ring the vet?
0: Yeah, just to reassure you that it's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also be like, you know, you ring the vet now. This is yeah. really good. You know, you're learning to to look after the pony all by yourself. Yeah. And so she does. And she goes, My pony's got a limp. And she hasn't been able to to work out which leg it's on or in what way. And and then she just gets sort of admonished by this slightly scary vet. It it did make me laugh.
0: Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, poor
1: um poor pony.
0: Yes, absolutely. I hate the pony is fine. I'm sure the pony is fine. I'm
1: be. sure the pony is fine. Okay.
0: I did then we then also went back to Kate for a very nice uh more more comedy. <laughs> um a comedy kitten routine uh which oh, I quite yeah. because, because the kitten's cave in and they're very cute and she's like, "Oh, it's lovely." And then and then you just hear this other meow, <laughs> and you know it's Hilda. <laughs> and Hilda. <laughs> Hilda, we know, is not a lovely, cute cat in any way, shape, <laughs> or <of> form.
1: <them. laughs> I, I think Hilda should sort of every time she enters a scene in the Archers should be accompanied by a sort of down, 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 down. Because <laughs> Hilda is just like she's such a comedy character. Yeah, and she always she always sort of brings with her a sense of foreboding. You know, you know, if Hilda's there, something bad's gonna happen.
0: Yes, you could get attacked at any moment. Um, and at this <laughs> this this uh, um, moment, she has not attacked a human, but has actually brought some sort of dead animal with her. It sounds oh, like, dear. oh dear, it was it was quite quite funny. But uh, oh, I know it was brilliant, naughty, wasn't it? Hilda.
1: Very naughty, Hilda. Because also, you know, last week when we were doing this episode, my cat interrupted the podcast, and it's it's becoming. I think people are just used to it now. It used to be mortifying that if you were doing a, a Zoom meeting and then your cat walked across the screen that. Like, oh gosh! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Whereas yeah. now I think everyone's just used to it, aren't they? Or kids walking in and and asking yeah. for a, so something, the, you
0: know. Get the pets on stage. I think, yeah, on the green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me more pets,
1: more pets, more pets, please. Um, and then of course it's quite sweet because Jakob's actually a bit worried. He's in the car, I think, or I don't know where he is. But he says, "Oh, you know, I, I hope I hope she's actually all right because all I heard was screams, and I'm a bit, a bit concerned yes. now." and and actually, I quite enjoyed the yoga. I was getting into it. I think I understood being in the moment. I thought, oh, Jacob,
0: you yes. are cute. He's just trying. He's trying. He's really trying really hard for her, I think. Mm. Um, and then
1: he gets saucy. Yes, I know. Little, yes.
0: Thinking about the outfit and the bending and the, and the, and the stretching.
1: No. Um, yeah, I know. It was all a bit practical, wasn't it? Oof, it was. Oh no. goodness yeah, yeah, yeah. me! Um, I didn't know what to make about this. And it sounds like he almost nearly crashes the car. Isn't yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. she <laughs> like swerving off the road? Um, but it's quite sweet because then we hear that insight, don't we, into this opposites attract relationship? And he says, you know, when I when she stayed with me, I used to get quite worried about when I come home and what I come home to. But actually, I get quite a lot from her, and she's actually provided a load of excitement into my life and maybe I yeah. needed and i was like, oh.
0: Absolutely and, and just I think with same in the same way as Helen is missing Lee I think they're just they're really missing each other and uh, I can completely understand that especially mm. at an early stage in your relationship where it's you know it should be sort of moving forward in a, in a really lovely way it's kind of mm. put puts on hold slightly.
1: Um, yeah yeah. Let me finish with Kate. Now, she's just flown off the handle because it's something to do with... the Oh, no, she's flown off the handle, that's right, because Peggy picked up the animal that Hilda had brought in. Yes. And she thinks it's a mouse, but Kate's certain it's a rat and she's worried about the germs and she's getting worried about Peggy anyway because she apparently mm-hmm. often catches her in the garden talking to people, which also really reminded me of how, quite early on, sort of before the real lockdown started but we were being told to be careful and not go to the pub and stuff um that i used to see on twitter all the time so people around my age were complaining that they were having to ground their parents
0: Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> not behaving, not behaving. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I have to tell my m- mum she's not allowed to go out. I've got to tell my grandma, and my grandma's yeah. going, "I'll go out if I want to." And it's sort I of just, this I'm big just, old. I've only went, just gone to the shops. I've only gone to the shops.
0: Like, yes, no, exactly. <laughs> Come on, Granny. <laughs> yes, no, I think that's uh, everyone's sort of been through that stage, haven't they? Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> and the young adult becomes the the parent now. Yes. And, uh, and it's Kate telling, you know, Peggy off for socializing, which I find really sweet. But no. um but there's also this this little hint about a text from a GP. And I think I knew this was coming. And I don't think I made a prediction, siren, at the time, which I feel a bit silly mm. for now, because you're gonna think I just made it up just so that I sounded like no, got I got it right. You.
0: I have faith. Okay. I have faith in you.
1: Thank you. But I thought, you know, when Kate had I say pregnancy scare, but it wasn't a scare for her As sort a of thing. She believed she was pregnant, but she hadn't yeah. taken a test. And then she did take a test. And it was really sad because she wasn't pregnant. But I was listening to what she was describing that she was, had been experiencing, which made her think that she was pregnant. And I was thinking, oh, no, I think she needs to go to the doctor because some of these symptoms might be indications of something more serious. And at the time, I was, I was really worried that it might be something like cervical cancer because of some of the things she's experiencing um Mm. but actually we find out what it is in the next episode on Wednesday
0: on Wednesday absolutely um and we again we're back to Lillian so we've had a nice episode of uh, of Kate and Jacob. uh we're back to Lillian and um and and she's sort of she sort of nailed it really because Justin is now really into his family tree um and he's sort of laughing away while he's doing it because he's on the phone and he's mm-hmm. finding out that his cousin's gone bankrupt and he's laughing so he's he's enjoying the family tree but in a very justin sort of way I would say
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really good point
0: <laughs> and yes you're right that we find out on in Wednesday's episode about Kate's perimenopause um that's yes. sort of what she's found out from the from the GP mm. and yes I didn't, don't think we, I don't know whether I knew what. A perimenopause was before before this
1: or now i am quite ashamed because it's one of those areas of um, women's life that i am still really ignorant about but i did know that perimenopause is the the symptoms before the menopause actually kicks in okay it's before it started you get symptoms that it's on its way basically so Mm. you might still menstruate but you But it's all starting to change. They're a bit um, erratic, your periods, and then you Mm. get other symptoms as well. Um, But it does mean, yeah, it does mean that the the menopause is is imminent, I think. Mm. And um, so it does mean that Kate, you know, is not going to get pregnant again and she's not going to have another child that way um yeah i yeah i wanted to do a bit more research about it this morning and then i completely forgot so i've been a bit silly now but <laughs> we will do our best and maybe i'll i'll remember to bring some information next week but it what really struck me was was how she's really worried about Yakov mm. so she's going through something that's about her body and you know it's not going to be 100% pleasant potentially But she worries about Yaakov that she can't give him a child, and she's quite, uh, I say, wrapped up in the idea, but that makes it sound silly. And I don't mean to be judgmental in that way, actually, but she's preoccupied with the idea, I think, that a woman's worth, you know, seems to be solely related to her reproductive capability, you know, her womanliness is only about that, which I found quite sad.
0: Yes, I think it's it's one of those things in I don't know a bigger bigger societal picture, isn't it? Of, of of that that idea is kind of quite very prevalent. Um, mm. you know, I think women go through a lot of being asked, "Oh, you know, have you got children? Oh, you don't. Oh, when are you planning to have them? You know, mm, rather than remember. oh, actually, so maybe you just don't want children." Um, I yeah. think it, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely you know they're definitely touching on that. I think it's really well picked up there i sort of not yeah i noticed that but yeah you're absolutely right um,
1: i think it's also really well picked up because clearly you know i i would say that i'm a person that's you know I, i'm relatively relatively clued up on the sort of mainstream women's issues and women's health um i was always the kid in class that was um telling it like teaching everyone else about sex ed before we got the classes <laughs> <laughs> I was the naughty one that told everyone all about that stuff, and because uh, I I like looked it up or asked my sister or something, and then I was like giving the goss about what all, we were
0: going. All pretty accurate, was it? The information you're. Oh yeah. On? yeah. Oh good, yeah, yeah, good, excellent. Yeah, yeah,
1: because my sister's a biology teacher, so I used to get her to tell me all the stuff, and yeah. then I used to pass it on um, as if it was like you know hard cash, <laughs> not yeah. hard cash, like. <laughs> It was sort of stuff in the in the playground. I, I had uh, this info. I was like, mate, yeah. you don't know what's coming. We're all going to go through this thing <laughs> called puberty. It's going to be awful. Um, but I don't know a lot about the menopause. And if I'm honest, I definitely fall into the category of women that is actually just petrified. I've just heard mm. horror stories. And I'm like, oh, no, it sounds like the worst thing in the world. And I don't want to go through it. It's just not going to happen. But it happens, I believe, to every woman. So Mm. I'm actually really grateful for The Archers to have a storyline about it, because I think it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about at all. I can imagine. Well,
0: I I, I don't know, but I can imagine that's a similar thing. You know, when you are a a child before puberty, the idea of periods must seem kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's going to happen to me. And that's (sighs) that's that's crazy. And then it happens and, you know, it becomes a natural part of your life
1: Mm. uh,
0: decades and then and then, yes, this you know, the menopause must be sort of uh, you know the stage there where, yes, it's just another thing that you know all women go through, um, mm. and and might seem intimidating beforehand. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, um,
1: and yeah. I, you know, it's a massive part of women's lives, I think, and actually, it's very rarely discussed and particularly rare, very rarely dealt with in uh, fictional dramas. You know, I don't, I've never seen it on a soap. But of course, Peggy Mitchell will have gone through it at one point, but I didn't know she did. And that, that kind of thing. And yeah. actually, of course, you know, Kate's talking about how Jennifer's gone through it and Lillian's gone through it and Shula and Pat, but we didn't know anything about that, but that must've been a massive part of their lives. And I think it's really exciting that the archers seem to be um, catching, catching up or or maybe at the or the forefront of really discussing the kinds of things that actually happens to women. And hopefully that might that might dispel the kind of mystery and also this sort of like oh we can't talk about it because it's 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 not polite to talk about it well that's just nonsense it's women's health we should talk about it
0: I think the I think possibly the only time I would remember having seen it referred to in any sort of media it you know as with many of these things is kind of in a comedy way like you know the flushes when I'm gonna put you know all that sort of you know bit of of the joke isn't it Yeah, yeah exactly yeah and uh for actually to be brought up in a serious way, I think is, is fab. So yeah. One of the other things I found quite interesting, sorry, moving on mm. um, slightly, um, But she, when she has that thought about Jakob and, and not being able to give him a child, she has this brief moment of maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't tell him. Yes. Um, which is re- another really interesting thing with this, you know, getting people in thoughts is we're sort of, we're seeing people's, I d- well, I d- yeah, it's p- we're saying people's ids. Um, I don't know how kind of, how up with Freudian stuff you are, but you, you, um, I think, I think from my kind of vague rememberings of it from A level English, um, you have your id, your ego, and your super ego,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: and your id is kind of your deepest, basest thoughts. Um, your ego kind of um, transfer the, transfers those transfers those thoughts into something that's more palatable for society and then your super ego is kind of all your kind of uh, you know your your good manners and things that go on uh, you know in the, mm. in the world around you um but i think her you know kate id has a moment of oh maybe i should just not tell him and then and then he'll stay with me anyway maybe on the thought that maybe he will have a child which is quite a horrible mm. thought in a way and it's only very brief and she sort of says no no i can't do that um but i yeah it was quite an interesting moment for me actually i thought
1: Mm, I thought it was really interesting I think I refer to it maybe as more like your inner child so this little kid mm. is going oh, I just don't want to tell him I'm not going to tell him yes and then yeah. the the, the grown-up goes no come on now Ooh, you know we we tried not telling him about something before and he didn't like that and so yeah let's be honest with him and respect him in that way and I thought I thought that was a big sort of improvement for Kate really
0: yeah absolutely and we we I mean we hear I think this is a little bit, you know, a little bit later in the episode, but we do hear Jakob um, being really positive about it. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, i was skipping slightly over something. but No, I think, that's fine. Yeah, I think he, he's just, he's brilliant. His kind of analytical brain is just, you know, well, this is something that women go through and uh, and that's, you know, and he, she mentions the fact, oh, maybe she's passed it. And uh, and he's really sort of, he doesn't understand that at all. Because again, it's mm. like, oh, you know, she's got, you know, decades of her life ahead of her. So how could she possibly be? It's kind of a, a real, you know, advantageous uh, moment for Jacob's personality where he's just able to st- stand back from the situation and completely unemotionally and say, well, no, absolutely, we are, you know, this there's no issue here at all.
1: I think that's such a good point. It's definitely a moment where you're like, ah, oh, this is why they're really good for each other. Yeah. Because if she had maybe been with somebody who thinks about things in the same way, could they have sort of whipped each other up in the mm. frenzy of these negative thoughts whereas his yeah. you're right his analytical brain here is perfect he goes but you're a human being woman yeah so it's just normal isn't it and yeah. he's just like and there's more to you than that there's more to you than your reproductive organs I'm not some caveman and because he's a vet he's like well that's just normal aging it's it's what happens and and then he and then he goes well how best can I handle this you know and he jokes about putting her on mute. And then he goes, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and he goes, Kate is Kate. I love her just the way she is. Perimenopause and all. And I thought, how romantic.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. That, it's just romantic in a, in a perfectly yak way.
1: And yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really, really nice. And it was also really nice because I think it's the kind of thing I probably would worry about, even though I'd like to think that I wouldn't worry about that kind of thing. And to hear an example of a person and a man um, not care kind of made me feel like, oh, yeah, maybe other people, maybe my partner wouldn't care either. And then I thought, no, yeah, Dave wouldn't wouldn't care. And so, yeah, it was nice that they didn't perpetuate the idea that it's a massive problem.
0: Yes, yeah, it's sort of brushed you know over I mean? in terms of well, that's a that's a stage of life, and uh, and that that's going to happen. Yeah, yes, well done, Jakob.
1: Well done, Jakob. But although part of that conversation, <laughs> part of the stories that came out um, to do with this Perryman was for Kate is that she spoke to Jennifer, who apparently made it slightly about herself. No, not Jennifer. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I have a daughter old enough to going through the menopause or something and then apparently jennifer t- tells this story and i bet this was in an episode and we missed it yeah but shula made a cake filled with all sorts of things that have natural hormone inducing properties or something which then joe grundy ate
0: <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly becomes worried that he's going to turn into a woman because he's <laughs> been eating hormones <laughs> or oh Induce hormones. It was very funny. Uh, yeah, like you say, I can just imagine that episode. Joe on having a panic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a good episode that would have been to listen to. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. We're going to find it somehow.
0: We talked. We'd kind of previously heard Lillian talking about, you know, oh, you know, talking about her experience of menopause and, you know, actually, you know, all, all she needs is HRT and, you know, hormone replacement therapy and, and, and then she will be fine. But mm. you kind of imagine, well, yes, and. Like that's not really how Kate would necessarily want to do it. Um, yeah. She says, oh, you know, I, you know, I want to do it in a natural way.
1: Um, mm. Mm. I think that'll be an interesting storyline, actually, because from the little I know, I've heard that HRT can be really, really, really helpful, even for people who would normally be inclined to do things the natural way. But mm. what's brilliant is that it is absolutely her choice and mm. it's her body, so she can do... What she wants, and um, I think that'll be a really interesting storyline to hear how it works because I didn't really know there were any alternatives to HRT anyway. I didn't really realise there was a natural way of doing it. Doesn't mean that everyone has to do it that way, but it's it's sort of yeah. I really hope they continue with this stuff and um, yeah, because it it's it, once again the the arches are doing that public service broadcasting thing yeah. where yes, okay, it's not about farming, but it is about things that all of us deal with either directly or indirectly. So
0: yeah. And Kate finishes the episode in a really nice place she's sort of you know she's accepting where she is in her life and um you know she's i think is is able to reflect on what she's got in her life and and,
1: mm. and spiritual
0: home and 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 uh, Jacob and she's just kind of totally in love with jacob and mm. uh, and yes, she's just sort of feeling really good about it by the end of the episode, which is nice
1: yeah, I think it's really important to remember that, isn't it that you know I might. I I like, um, you know, some of the things that Kate does, I sort of relate to, but I'm not necessarily a yoga meditation, natural herbs person all the time. Um, but what's important is that just because somebody deals with something in a different way, the important part about that is that they deal with it in the way that's right for them. Mm -hmm. And this is the way, you know, for Kate, she's taking a breath and looking into herself and going what's right for me she's found it and that's all that matters you know that she is at peace with her uh strategy and and going forward
0: and actually she's going to try and share that strategy with um other menopausal women by setting up yoga for the menopausal woman Um, which is like her epiphany of uh, she's been thinking about trying to find a unique angle on yoga and she's found one so uh, mm. she's gonna, gonna gonna try and start that up so maybe we'll see a see a bit of that um uh, how that develops over the coming weeks
1: oh yeah i can't wait yeah. really positive and she's sort of embracing it and then once again there's not a sort of storyline where she feels like she can't talk about mm. it with anyone and she's got to be embarrassed about it because she absolutely shouldn't like we've said yeah. every woman's gonna go through it um absolutely. no i loved that i loved that
0: yeah so final episode of the week um on Thursday, and <sighs> and this is great because it's just Lillian set up this family tree. She's really got him into a family tree, and now that's all he does. Um,
1: he, she's <laughs> completely
0: locked him to his family tree. He's chatting away to somebody called Tinny, and and Lillian is having a bit of a panic really because she doesn't know who this Tinny is. Justin's refusing to tell her who Tinny is, um, and I don't know whether this, I don't know whether this is part of, I don't know. Uh, when you go into a long-term relationship with somebody who you've started your relationship having an affair does that make sense Mm. so Lillian and Justin were having an affair Justin was married and then they then they're now long-term partners I don't know you you must have that knowledge that that is something that Justin would do because he has done it with you um Mm. I don't know when you carry that with you always I don't know I'm not sure but uh... yeah I
1: think I think it's whilst it might not be a fair assumption of what the other person might do I think it's a fair assumption that you would have that fear do you Mm. know what I mean like whether it's true or not I think it makes sense that one would Mm. carry that slight insecurity about the relationship with you even though you know you you were part of it too it's it's interesting that it's maybe a little Achilles heel for Lillian. Yeah. And of course, and she does the thing with all the very unsisterly sort of all about the body thing where she goes skinny tinny, but this time skinny mm. is the bad thing. Yes. And uh, there's a bad kind of skinny apparently. And I was like, oh gosh, yeah, Lillian. You can't
0: get it right either way, can you? No, yeah.
1: I know. And, and, and also, she's also decided she's skinny without ever seeing this woman. She's, she's decided from the voice.
0: voice. <laughs> skinny voice. <laughs> Feel completely random, completely um,
1: out of the blue, and completely inspired from her own
0: insecurity, evidently. Yeah, totally. Um, but we kind of we then get an insight into what is actually going on, and uh and Justin is is actually just catching up with an old friend or cousin um, who's actually called Justine Elliot. That's right, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: um, which is, I think is very funny. Um, and uh, and her nickname is Tinny, um, and actually. What he's doing is he's sort of helping her with her celebration cake business. So, um, so Lillian thinks that he's kind of really getting to his family tree, but actually, all he's doing is uh, is just doing a nice bit of work and getting getting into helping with business. <laughs> they they kind of had a little business going when they were kids together at school, and and they'd make it. Li- and you can just imagine little sort of a child Justin sort of having a little having a side chuck side hustle <laughs> at school. <laughs>
1: that is so perfect isn't it the idea yeah. that even then he was he was working out how to make a couple of bucks out of a situ- any situation
0: yeah there were those kids that would come you know if the tuck shop was closed or sort of whatever for whatever reason you'd have mm. those kids that would then bring in sweets and sell them at a profit <laughs> around oh, school yeah. um and uh, very and
1: enterprising
0: Yes, enterprising is one way to look at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> later, like but yes, no, Justin obviously did that with Tinny when they were at school.
1: Yeah, but it's also all part of his uh, manipulative <laughs> side where, you know, he also knows how to get around Lillian. Lillian might know how to get around him, but yeah. he can get his own back and he, he knows exactly how to make her squirm because he's not telling her anything about it. He's yeah. not; he's purposefully keeping it a secret and, and knows that he's going to reveal it to her later, which I thought, oh, they're just. Made for each other, aren't they?
0: Yes, absolutely. They're made for each other, and it's like, yeah, in a in a different way. Um, <laughs> think, yeah, you've got Kate and Jacob who are so opposite, Justin and Lillian, are possibly very similar in their manipulating manner, um, but it <laughs> but it works really nicely for them.
1: It um, does. And then to Lillian, Lillian, in her um uh, insecure state, does Kate's perimon- perimenopausal yoga class. After having a few GNTs,
0: <laughs> he could just sort of picture her sort of holding down a dog, but slightly swaying, or kind <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> not being able to stay on one foot, or yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kate's not particularly breathy.
1: No, I mean, you and I have both said that we are not yoga people, but I feel like we know that you probably shouldn't do it, feeling a bit squiffy. Mm.
0: Yes. I may not be a yoga person, but I'm a drinking... No, I'm not. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I, I'm pretty sure that, yes, it would become all probably a little bit silly and a bit, a bit, a bit funny <laughs> after a couple yeah.
1: of gin, gin and Potentially quite dangerous. Um, yes. but, but Kate decides, even though she's a little, you know, annoyed or whatever with Lillian, but she does decide to try and help Lillian out. So she comes what, up mm. with an idea to help distract Justin away from Tinny because she's also bought into the idea that, Justin's ringing some young floozy.
0: Yes, skinny Tiny and she again skinny, is pondering. that you know,
1: can you really sound
0: skinny over the? You know, over the? Can your voice sound skinny? And then wonders whether she sounds skinny. She says, oh, wait, I must sound skinny. I'm sure I do sound skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and goes off to check with Jack. Yeah.
1: And then you just think to yourself, you know what Jakob's response is yes, going to be exactly. in this place? <laughs>
0: it's completely logical that you could ever sound. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh
1: God, I wish I could hear that one. I you just be like. Kate, no. <laughs> <laughs> Justin is cooking and planning now. So he's making his tacos with um with leftovers. And mm. Lillian clearly, like we've said, has nothing to worry about. Tinny is a nickname because he couldn't say Justine when he was a kid. Yes. We've known each other for years. And he's been helping her with her cake business. And that's what's been making him so much more um energetic because he's been yes. able to get that same buzz that he gets from Damara by helping her with her small business. And it's, yeah. and you know, he says, this is what makes me tick. This is who I am. Yeah. And, you know, Justin is a, I think a particularly good character in the Arches because most of the time you don't trust him and you don't always like him and him, he can be a great antagonist in a situation, but they've written him well enough that he's not just an evil twiddling the mustache bad guy because yeah. I actually really warmed to him in in this week's episode. I thought, yeah, you know, you're a busy man who works very hard and you don't get to do it anymore and that must be really hard for you. And uh, it did help me warm to Justin a little.
0: Mm. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Um, And and we sort of, we we kind of then go to the point where, you know, after Justin has obviously spilled the beans and and let Lily know who she's... uh, who he was actually talking about, and Lillian feels a little bit silly, um, mm. but she's um, she's sort of upstairs, laying on the bed in her sort of lace trim silk nightdress, um, and Justin is downstairs um, on the uh, the Wii, which is the <laughs> distraction technique that Kate has brought around because um, she bought it for for Peggy, but obviously it, it not quite worked out the way she thought. So yeah, she's brought the Wii round, and Justin is now. Playing golf, wearing the burgundy uh, track, in- <laughs> <laughs> burgundy matching track suits, because it's the most comfortable he's ever been playing golf, um, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, I, I sort of really had a brilliant image of him stood there in front of the television screen, swinging away in this burgundy track suit, oh, and Liam left and abandoned upstairs.
1: <laughs> there really are times in The arches where I'm like, why can't this be a TV series? I wish I could see this. And most of the time I'm grateful for it being radio. I love radio as a medium, but just occasionally you're just like, I want to see this image. And yeah. you're right, poor Lillian stuck upstairs. And then she's got this, this dilemma, which I fully sympathise with. She's like, right what I really want are some chocolates. No, I mustn't have them this late, but I could have them. But I can't go down in my nightdress and get chocolates because then I've lost. But maybe I could go down really quietly. No, the dog will give me away. And I was just thinking, yeah, Lillian, I feel you. I feel you, sister.
0: Keep your, sister. your chocolates stashed in the bedroom.
1: You know? Absolutely. That was your first mistake with sharing yeah. them in the first place. Um, and I have a lot of sympathy for Lillian because... I, um, my life partner enjoys the PlayStation and his relationship with the PlayStation is healthy most of the time. But recently a particular game has been released. Very, very popular sort of, I think if, if games win Oscars, it wins best game Oscar or something. Uh, It's that good, apparently. Um, and that came out and became available yesterday. So I, uh. Basically, I've said goodbye today for the next three weeks.
0: Oh, good. Well, yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's going to be in another world, lost him. quite literally. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've lost him for a while. Uh, <laughs> and I've got to find ways to keep myself busy during this time. <laughs> so I really do sympathise with <laughs> the oh. I think this has been a really funny week of episodes, really enjoyable. With mm. They've done really well to kind of create a bit of light and shade in there. It wasn't completely frothy. There was some serious... Mm stuff, yeah. but, uh, but it was yeah. nice, wasn't it? it was I think mess. so.
0: Yeah, really nice. And, and, you know, different characters and different, you know, different, different, different bits of comedy, but uh, yes, very enjoyable. As was this, Charlie, very enjoyable. Oh, to you too. Um, thanks, George. And hopefully it was enjoyable for everyone to listen to as well.
1: Indeed. Thank you all so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another yeah. episode of Archers and Tea where we discuss this coming week's episodes of The Archers. I wonder who we'll get. Indeed. I look forward to it. So thank you all so much for listening. Look after yourselves and have a great week. Cheerio.